Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's good, everybody? Want to welcome everybody, man, to the OG Suicide in the building. Got my co-host in the building with me, Adam22. Saving lives is changing lives. Let's go. Let's go. So I am a co-host for once in my godforsaken life at this point. So basically yes. the idea was OG Suicide, after doing his interview, we saw the potential, thought maybe that there's something that could happen here. So we're going to do a run of, I guess, four episodes on the No Jumper channel. And then at that point, we are going to branch off and do the OG Suicide in the building channel, I guess. I guess that's the name, yes. but we'll branch that off and have it be its own separate channel that will be, you know, uh, promoted through No Jumper and everything like that, part of the No Jumper family. That's the idea, at least, that we're going with here. You've talked about a lot of different ideas, I guess, you know, in terms of um, having people call in. Yes, I definitely want to have people call in and, you know, really interact with some people and help people that's going through something because what I've learned every day somebody is either going through a mental issue or, or depression. And since my interview has aired, it's really been helping people. That's mm -hmm. why I say, you know, saving lives is changing lives. Uh, I get phone calls from a lot of different people just from all around the globe that have seen the interview. And, you know, I gave out my number on the interview. So they contact me and, and, and I give them some real advice that help them get through that day. Mm. I like it. So, yeah, that that definitely seems like a good sort of mission statement to start from. Yes. Is that, that that's the goal. What is the content going to be like on a day-to-day -day basis? That's the kind of question uh, I think that is yet to be seen is exactly what that kind of content is going to be like. And now you got me sitting across from you, so I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, we, we definitely we're gonna put it together. We're gonna bring it together and make it make sense for sure. Definitely. But it, it's definitely about helping people because you know I've been looking at the statistics and analytics of around the world over seven hundred and three thousand people <coughs> commit suicide. Mm -hmm. You know, around the globe, and and when you really break it down, you can say every eleven minutes someone commits suicide. Wow. And 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 and, and um. The rate of it is actually is growing compared to 2020. Right. Um, and the average population of um, what, let's say, uh, 100,000 people um, over, let's say, five, 500 to 1,500 people actually commit suicide. Wow. And, and that's and that's raising, you know, from 2020 compared to now, especially during the time of um, the COVID. During right. the COVID time, people losing their jobs, uh, um, losing everything, just mm -hmm. pretty much everything. What do you think is 
the reason for that? The reason for that many people choosing to want to go out that way. Well, for one thing, it's like when you're going through depression or you're feeling um, suicidal, it's like, who do you talk to? Who can you talk to that you can actually say, you understand me? Mm -hmm. uh, you walked in my shoes. That's how, that's how I felt during my time of it. You know, it's like, okay, uh, I'm well-respected in these streets, and, and it's like, who do I come to and say, man, I, I really don't want to live no more. Uh, you know, people are going to look down on you, or instantly they, are oh, you stupid. You know, they, they don't really take in to what you're saying, mm. you know, and, and pay close attention to it. So with no one to talk to, then it's like my only other um, outlet is to commit suicide. That's how people feel. Right. I mean, what do you say to somebody who really feel like, all right, I'll give you an example. I don't know if I talked about this on the interview, but I know a guy back in the day who committed suicide, who was a very popular bike rider, very well-known sponsor, you know, tons of kids looked up to him. And the reason why I'm being vague is because the story that at one point came out, and I don't know if it was 100% true, but the idea was that he had been raising a kid with a girl for a couple of years and then at some point he figures out the kid isn't his. And that pushed him past the point of no return. And I remember hearing about that and being like, wow, like what the fuck would I do? And this is, you know, I couldn't yeah. even imagine what it was like to have a kid back then. This was like in my mid twenties or whatever. But what do you think when you hear something like that, of somebody having to go through something like that that makes them, and, and it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder like, was he the type of dude who would have maybe been a possible suicide risk at some point during his life, or was he someone who never would have thought about it, but he just had this one really fucked up thing happen to him? Yes. And that was the thing that pushed him over the edge. I feel like that really crushed him. Right. Because, I mean, kids are amazing. Yeah. And when you have a kid, you know, you, you bring a child into this world, like that child is a part of you. Yeah. Especially when you look at life and you see there's people that can't have children. Right. And then you're a person that can. And then you, you take care of this child. You love this child like this is your child. And then to one day, I don't know how many years it was into him finding out. Yeah. But then to one day find out like what well, actually this isn't your child. Right. It, it crushed him. He was devastated. Yeah, because you invest so much of yourself as a person into yes. your kid. And, and then to find out that the whole yes. thing is a fucking hoax? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And not even financially, your time. Every, you know, you, you wake yeah. up every day to your child. And it's intertwined with her lying to you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, that's like a double-sided knife. Yeah. You know, it cut him deep. And then it's like, who do you talk to that, that he probably felt like, man... It was going to be embarrassing to him. Oh yeah, because you're at the top of the world. Like everybody know you. Yeah, you got a whole Instagram full of pictures of people that are looking at you like you got this dope family life. Yes, but it is kind of crazy though because if you think about that guy's position, if he had been able to suck it up and get through it, and at some point down the road, like think about how you would feel about it three years later. Yeah. You know, if you had somebody, it's not the end of the world. It, it, it's not, you know, it's not. But at some point, some people, when they back is against the wall and I, I mean, he, he was devastated. And then once it would have got out, it, there's double de uh, devastation because now everybody's talking about it. The media, the news, yeah. it's everywhere. And, and now everybody's looking at you like, oh, you dumb, you idiot. You should have been you should have been got, 
you know, a, a test. Or, but but he like, no, this is my child. Right. So definitely, it, it was crushed. Yeah, it makes me think about too. Like I read about this like businessman the other day who like basically like they figured out he was doing some illegal shit or, or it might have been a child porn thing. I don't know why I can't remember. And he committed suicide. Dove right off the fucking roof. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's one where I'm kind of like, yeah, I could see it, because it's like, what, what's this guy's life gonna be like from here? He's probably going to prison for let's let's say hypothetically is the child porn thing. You got a computer full of child porn. You're probably going to prison for like ten years. I don't know, something like that. Out of here. I mean, your wife's gonna leave you. Your family's probably gonna disown you. Never talk to you again. Every single person that works in this corporate environment with you every relationship every connection you've ever made throughout your entire life your fetish your your sickness whatever you want to call it that you've been dealing with presumably for your whole life where you like looking at kids like this is now on display for the whole world you're going to lose all your money the the, the lawyer costs are going to wipe you the fuck out everything i mean in the realm of suicide attempts i guess i get that one and look at um and and it's not even a financial thing like having money don't make you happy look at robin williams yeah one of my you know favorite actors man since a kid since the mark and mindy show right way back in the days and you know he attempted suicide it's like things that it'd be it'd be a lot going on in a person's mind that and like i said you look and and you feel like nobody really understands you Mm. you know people embrace you and they love you and all of these things but at some point, you you still feel like it's just not enough. And like, that, yeah, that's that's one thing that I've noticed throughout my life is that when I accomplish things that are big things to me, yes, I always think that it's going to be this insanely happy moment where I'm just going to be overjoyed. Like when I first opened a store, yes, I had wanted to open a store for years and years and years, and then finally I did it. And instead of feeling happy, I felt kind of like oh shit like now i finally have this thing that i've been working towards this goal accomplished ticked off and i still kind of feel the same as the way i did before and it's going to be a lot of work from here going on forward from here and i don't have this thing that i can just point at to be like if i get to that yes then i'll be happy yes and and i really feel like material things is it don't make you happy yeah you know because, I mean, you can you can have material things today and tomorrow is gone. Yeah. But what about mentally, mentally and physically? How are you? Because that's what really matters the most. It, it, just like you opened a store, but did you have other stores? You had other other things going that was before, the, prior well, to that? That was your first store? I had a website, like okay. bi- business going it was, on. It was so doing good. Yeah, I was doing all right, but I wasn't like making much money. I was kind of just like churning water business-wise, you Any, know? Anything beats a zero. This is true, but I wasn't progressing in my life, and at okay. this point, I was in like my early thirties, so oh, it's okay. really kind of okay. starting to hit me like, fuck, like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, like I got to figure something out, whatever. And the, but the thing is, is that the store also part of the reason why I felt so overwhelmed at that time was because the store also symbolized to me that I was going to start this podcast that I was going to call No Jumper. Yes. And I like I knew that that was just something I was going to do, and I yes. like realized how much work it was going to be, and how I was going to have to like just put so much of myself into this. And you know, it's like, but but it's like that. It's like where every every thing that you accomplish, everything you tick off, is also just you taking on a gigantic amount of responsibility. And sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes you dive in head first. That's true. You know, not even knowing you, know, you know, with no plans and no ideas, but you like this is a vision. I'm gonna bring it to life. That's that's how I am. Like with One West Magazine, you know, it it started from an idea with me and my bro Jason on the phone, just talking on the phone. And I'm like. I want to start a magazine. In 2013, we did, and, you know, it's still in existence. Mm-hmm. And and that's what it's about, you know, going, going after it. And, like, a lot of people, and I've learned from a lot of um, people that watch No Jumper as well, a lot of people, they, they, they're going through things. Mm-hmm. You know, some, like, you know, they, they do pills or, or they just live in an environment where they're just very unhappy. Right. And I get a lot of the phone calls, and I talk to them, and, sometime a person just needs somebody to listen. You know, a lot of times people won't listen to a person. They be trying to um, vent or they be trying to cry out for help mm. and people ignore it. You know, like uh, uh, a buddy, a cat I know, um, his brother, you know, um, he seen me speak at a um, 5K walk and run for suicide prevention and awareness. And he heard my story and then he told, um, you know, we topped it up, we talked. And when he went back home, his own brother told him, like, he wanted to commit suicide. And he told his brother, like, oh, well, man, I'll give you the gun to do it. Like, you want to commit suicide? You want to kill yourself? Well, here, I'll give you the gun. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Very next day, man, this dude committed suicide. He did. He, he committed suicide. How did his brother feel about giving him the gun? Uh, I mean, he's, well, he didn't give him the gun. He didn't take the gun from him. Right. But instead of him saying that, he should have embraced him. Like, look, no, let's sit down. Look, what's going on? Like, it, find out what's going on in a person's life. When a person feels this way, there's definitely something going on. But he, he'll never get that chance. Right. And, and he was crushed. You know, when I found out the story and they told me, I was like, wow. Like, he could have had his brother call me. Like, you just seen what I've been through, what I talk about, what I stand for. And... Your brother tell you this, and you, this is how you react to it, right? Like, like I said, sometimes man, people really just need someone to talk to. Because over the years, I've talked many people out of committing suicide. Really? Yes, definitely. What's that like? Uh, I feel like it's my calling. You know, D- just encouraging somebody to want to continue on with life. Because sometimes I also find out sometimes people are not going through as bad of a situation that they feel like they're going through. Right. I'm, I'm not working. This and, you know, I'm not working, man. Things is hard. I don't have no money. I'm not financially right. But what are you doing to actually 
get yourself financially right. Because mm-hmm. if you're just sitting around waiting for it to fall out the sky, it's never going to happen. Right. So you have to actually be getting up and going for it. Because, like, I tell people all the time, you can't really say when you're going to be successful. You can't say, you know what, January 2023, I'm going to be successful. You can't say that. But if you're working every day towards your goals and pushing towards that literally every single day, it's possible. But you can't really just identify when you're going to be successful. You ever hear this Cameron lyric that I would classify as probably one of the greatest rap lyrics of all time? He says, uh, N-word can't get no money on an earth this big. You worthless kid, N-word don't deserve to live. It's really like a fucked up sentiment. I mean, Very heartless, really heartless sentiment. I, I, I mean, it really is. But if you look at a lot of artists in the game, though, um, a lot, especially a lot of the artists that corrupt the young people mm. to do drugs. Yeah. You know, they encourage them to do drugs. I'm, I'm off all these drugs, and I feel amazing. These, these, these young people, they listen to that. They pay attention to that. They follow that. Mm. And they look up to these people. Right. But the 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 downfall of that is their kids go to private school. They mm. live in good. They're they're not around none of that. Right. So you're you're actually profiting off corrupting our minds. And then a lot of our young people be off the pills and commit suicide. Right. You know, that that feeling of of of, of depression of not wanting to live or not caring about life, just actually giving up, feeling like nobody care about them. See, sometimes I wonder how much empathy I really got because I like, you know, know people who are just fucked up on drugs and like my main emotion towards them is not like, oh, I'm your friend, I'm gonna help you get better, et cetera. My main emotions are usually just like annoyance and then shunning them and just sort of not talking to them like i have one friend in particular that really stands out to me that around the same time that no jumper started popping off yes is like the worst alcoholic ever and i had was like really close with him and at a certain point i just realized i can't be around you like i just i don't i have no interest in spending time with you given that you are always drunk yes and it really was like triggered by like some random night where I like ran into him and he just was like screaming on me and acting tough and shit. And it was like not like a serious situation because yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. was not tough like that. But it was like I was just so over it that I just said, fuck it, bro. I'm not fucking with you anymore. And then I stopped talking to him and then his life did not go in a great direction from there. And I think about it sometimes like, you know, that's somebody who. I could have done more. I could have, you know, gone the extra mile to try to help him out. Realistically, I did more than anybody in his Mm -hmm. entire life to help him out. Yes. But, you know, it's like at a certain point, I just cut ties because I didn't want to fucking deal with it anymore. And, uh, yeah, it's like a weird decision because I could have I could have spent a shitload more emotional labor trying to fucking help him and rehabilitate him or whatever. And instead, I just threw the towel in. Okay, but that's true. But if a person don't want to help themselves, then, you know, it, it's kind of like you just, you know, you, you preach it to the choir. Mm. A person have to want to help themselves. You could give them all the advice in the world. Right. But if they don't take that advice from you, because, I mean, he should have looked at you as an example of like, okay, I, I need to get 
on point. I need to do better. I need to get my life together, let this alcohol go. But until they make up their own mind, that's just like a person on drugs. Until right. they make up their own mind and say, you know what, this is not for me no more, sometimes it, it takes something tragic to happen in their life. But so, if, it, if you're really their friend, shouldn't you be the one trying to really stick by them and force them to go to rehab and go this extra mile to do all this extra ass shit? You can't force a grown man to do nothing. Yeah. How you going to force a grown man to go? Re you could tell him. I you, tried. You, yeah. I, I know. You, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I tried. You could tell yeah. him constantly, constantly. But until he say on his own, you know what? This is what I want to do for myself. That's just like me. When when I got out the hospital um, from my attempt to suicide, I was still homeless. Mm. I still was living the same way I was living. Nothing changed. The only difference is I was still alive and I had a gigantic bandage over my head. But I had to make up my mind to mm. say, you know what, this is not for me. If I don't, it's now and never. That's how I felt. It's now and never. If I don't do what I need to do, I, people, people, like I said, some people laughed at me, you know, about what happened. Um, man, you got to get it together. I, I heard everybody advice, but it would go through one ear and out the other. Mm. Because a lot of the people that was giving me the advice, y'all live in a good environment. You know, y'all, y'all. <laughs> Beautiful home, amazing family. I'm this foster kid, grew up in the foster home, but I was loved. Miss Price loved me. But I had to say on my own, it's time for me to do better. It's time for me to get my life right. Mm -hmm. And it's not being a selfish thing. It's just if you're not right, how are you going to help somebody else? Yeah, definitely. Like, for instance, there was a moment in the history of No Jumper a couple months ago where T-Rell, I believe, like, actually booked house phone like a doctor's appointment and some shit like i'm not sure if that's 100 true but it was a budget like he was really going out of his way to try to get house phone to take yes. his health serious yes and it's kind of weird because i'm looking at the situation being like damn i never went that far with it you know i told them to go to the doctor and shit but i didn't yeah, take the notion to yeah. go ahead and book it. Never in my life did it cross my mind that yes. I should be trying to make another man a fucking doctor's appointment. But I'm looking at T-Rell doing it, and I'm kind of thinking, like, well, fuck. Like, that's a good friend right there. He's actually doing it. And then Housephone just basically fucks off and doesn't do it. And again, I'll say, if if you can't make a person, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you can lead a, a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. Mm. You, you can't make him go. He it, Hopefully nothing happened that serious to where it's like, you have to go to the hospital now. Right. Like, you you in a you in a messed up predicament to where you you get took from where you at in the paramedics. Right. And you have to go to the hospital now, and then it's it's too late because mm. it's like, oh uh, well, there's nothing we can do for you because you waited too late to not come to the doctor to yeah. get the situation took care of, whatever it is. So it, he's gonna have to make up his mind one day, and like I said, hopefully it it's before something happened bad and right. regret not going. But with house phone, like I can identify in him the same thing that I can kind of identify in a lot of other people I've known throughout my life, which is that like they're funny and cool and charming and people genuinely like them. Yes. And he at some point in his life sort of figured out that he could just get people to do things for him. Yes. Just based on being him. Yes. And that has taken him very far. That he's kind of like far. it's it's allowed him to not develop a lot of normal human being coping mechanisms such as like being able to make a doctor's appointment which i totally understand because i am a, the exact same type of person where from a very young age i did not want to do any boring 
businessy type stuff. I just wanted to make videos or I just wanted to write blog posts or I just want you know, I, I really tried to like avoid all of the serious parts of life, like figuring out how to get health insurance or whatever, yes. you know, just really kind of, and my life was a complete and total fucking mess until realistically when I got in a relationship and my girl made me start taking a lot of parts of my life more serious, you know? And, uh, you had that, you had that support. Yeah. Which is nice, but yeah, definitely, you know, with somebody like house phone, it's like, that's what I worry about. It's just like, I don't know at a certain point, because this other dude I was talking about before, it was like, it was all good. He, everybody was doing everything for him. And like, he had me fucking wiping his ass, not literally for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden it runs out and it's just, their life is just kind of a mess once they were run out of people who are willing to help them out, you know? Yeah, but at some point, you have to realize, too, don't become, um, as much as you want to help somebody and a person. Phil, can you grab my Postmates? Can you grab my Postmates outside? Thank you. A person got to want to help themselves, but you can't become um, an enabler to mm. no one. You could become that enabler. Like you said, everybody's doing stuff for him to where it's like, I don't need to do nothing for myself. Right. If I need this done, I just make a call. Hey, can you go over here and do this for me? Or can you go get this? Can you take me here? You become, everybody becomes an enabler in this person's life. Right. So that makes them get lazy. You know, sometimes tough love is good love. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it can really wake a person up. You know, right. yeah, but but being an enabler, being too nice, like sometimes you got to thoroughly let them know, like, look, I don't mind helping you. I don't mind doing this. But if you ain't trying to help yourself, then I can't continue to help keep you down because that's what it pretty much is doing. It's it's keeping a person down. They're, they're not even thinking on their own to like, OK, well, let me let me stop letting everybody do stuff for me, man. Let me start doing this on my own. And I don't have to depend on nobody. Right. Especially when a person it's a person that's not trying. But if you got somebody that's trying and, and, and they're pushing and, and they're going hard and you're helping them, that's a big difference. That yeah. that's that's um generally support to them. To and that's giving them the the inspiration, the motivation to keep going. Definitely. Because the key thing is getting up off the couch and getting to what you need to do. Right. Definitely. Yeah, it's 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 weird to know how to approach it with house phone because it's like I feel like I could, you know, because I, I don't know much about diabetes, but I know that it's, it's dangerous. Oh, it has a lot to do with what it's you serious. eat. Yes. You know? And so it's like that right there, I'm like eating meals with them and I'm kind of thinking like, bruh, three, you be eating this? Yeah. three <laughs> glasses of lemonade. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. sugar is a big thing with diabetes. Yeah, like maybe yes, this is not a is. great idea, but yes. at the same time, like, do you really want to be a scold? Do you really want to be the person who like, people are worried about ordering food in front of you because you're going to give them a hard time, you know? So it's like, you don't even want to say it, but at the same time, you if you it. really cared about them, wouldn't you be making a big fucking deal about it, even though you it's uncomfortable? It. You got to say it, though. Mm. You, you got to let them know. It, regardless, sometimes it may piss a person off. They may get mad. Like, man, I'm not a kid. Every every time we go eat, man, you talking about what I'm getting. That's literally yeah. what he said, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't even say anything about the three glasses of lemonade. I just yeah. said... Why the fuck you ordering eight sides? And he, and he was like, oh, this is how many sides I got, whatever. I'm like, okay, never mind. But in the back of his mind, he hear what you're saying. You know, a, a person is going to play like they don't, you know, because some people are so naive. Mm. You know, they don't like to be told nothing. 
Right. But they feel like they're grown. Like I pay my own bills. I I, I make my own decisions. Right. But some people are are older in age, but young, still young in the mind. Yeah, you could probably and, probably yeah. throw him in that category. Yeah, it's all about your mind. If it, you you could be thirty eight, but you got a a fifteen year old mind. Well, a lot of people like will be grown up in one part of their brain. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. for me, for years and years. I was acting like a total adult when it came to my business and shit and then acting like a complete total child when it came to like how I was taking care of myself or even like the spot I lived in because I was just living in a fucking dump and just never fucking cleaning the shit or you anything like you that. Care, you know? Or was you raised like that? No, I wasn't really. I, I like grew up in a pretty clean house but then at a certain point i kind of like just got into the mentality of like what the fuck do i care about keeping the house clean was but you spoiled growing up no no like my parents were pretty like working class you know okay, okay. definitely like we didn't have a lot of money and like, i remember like on christmas i would have some friends who would get like a lot of shit yeah yeah and yeah. i was just like getting a couple little things you know like my mom they were cool but they were like from a very early age my parents were just like pretty honest about the fact that we didn't have a whole lot of money yes. and we definitely not going to waste our fucking money on you know a yeah, bunch on, of on bullshit all the time especially because well, we, we we had college funds since i was a kid my oh, parents okay. made that perfectly yeah, yeah. clear to me like the reason why we're not going on vacation and the reason why you're not getting a whole bunch of stuff for christmas is because we're putting money aside so that you can go to college one That's day right. which made it That's kind right. of a different dynamic when i got of age and was basically like fuck college i ain't going to college <laughs> but yeah i mean they were they were just super serious about like sacrifice i would say in the sense of like letting me know you're not gonna have everything you want but in the long run we're gonna try to help set your life up for yes. you with this college thing or whatever because yes. they had seen that like they were the first generation from their families that had gone to college that did that yeah and like my mom would always kind of talk about shit like that when i was a kid about like how she would see her dad working at a grocery store like 60 hours a week wow. and you know how she always would just see how tiring physical labor was basically and how you want to go through that yeah and like she didn't want that for me she wanted yes. me to be able to go to college and be able to get a job where i could use my mind and stuff like that and to them coming from that generation i think that that was a very big difference in like what your life is going to be like like if you if you spend your life doing construction or if you spend your life in an office the office is just a way better option and you should like really go hard to try to get like an actual career going for yourself so that yes. you don't have to do physical labor your whole life because my yes. mom would just always talk about i just remember that like you're you know my my father worked his ass off every goddamn minute of the day and then he was too tired to do shit the rest of the time and his life was kind of like not that great you know mm, and yes. uh that always like stuck with me but yes. I but I didn't take it as like oh, I'm gonna go to college and get a job. I thought of it like oh I'm gonna do crime and make money and then I'm gonna start a business at some point, which did work out for <laughs> I, me. I but I'm not like great advice for everybody. I can remember many Christmases because you know Miss um, back then you know when Mr. Price when Miss Price and Mr. Price adopted me, you know back then man you know um, the cost of living was different. You know homes was like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000, you know, to, to buy a home in Compton, mm. you know, and that's when people would only be, Mr. Price, I can remember seeing some of his checks sometime, and it's like 125 bucks, you know, for the whole week, working mm. at Binding Motors. Yeah. Yeah, and I can remember many Christmases, it was nothing. Nobody got nothing, you know. It was kind of <laughs> like just became just a regular thing, and right. I remember, I, man, 12 years old, I was out hustling, right. you know, and I start, you know, 
giving Miss Price money. And she's, boy, where you getting this from? And mm. oh, I was out, I sold bottles, or I'll just come up, come up, come up with anything. Cause right. You could back then, you could take bottles to the liquor store and and sell them. You know, right. uh, five cent a bottle, ten cent a bottle. You stack a gang of them and take them to the store. But I was actually well, there's still a lot of people doing hustling. that. Yeah. Like old Chinese yeah, yeah, ladies yeah, all around yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah. yeah. We'd be sitting at the at the fucking <laughs> skate park and you'd be drinking a coke and you put it down for thirty seconds and you look over <laughs> and this lady's <laughs> taking it from you. That would happen all the fucking time. I remember I because I did a little bit as a as a can collector. Going around taking a lot of people's recycling bins yes. and like just trying to do all that and getting you know like four or five big ass bags of cans and then bringing it to the spot and getting like twenty bucks and just being like what the fuck I can't that was not shit. worth it yeah. like doing the math in I my head hard. like that's got to be like two bucks an hour or something for all the fucking hunting I just did for these cans <laughs> I got to get to the real money yeah. this ain't it yeah I figured out that cans weren't it pretty quick. But so do you have any ideas for, like, co-hosts, people that you could imagine yourself talking on the show with? Um, I'm going to really – I'm going to go through the list. I know I'm going to reach out to my bro, Warren G. Mm. Um, um, Don Benjamin, we spoke. He's definitely, you know, going to come on and uh, come on the show with me. Um, AD, next show, um, doing with AD. We're going to um, get it in and just going to really go through the list, you right. know, go through the list. And then also, you know, I have um, artists, you know, my son, Lil Side, mm. uh, my bro, uh, IMB Izzy, and, you know, my nephew, Dre Hill, as well. It's like they're young, and putting them also, you know, uh, here and there as a co-host, I really would feel it would, it, would, it would talk to the youth. It would talk to the young people, people that can relate to them. Right. They can relate to their age bracket because it's categories, like, of, you know, people that need help. But one thing I do love about myself that the young people, they they adapt to me. They embrace me because they really understand and they can feel like what I'm saying is not a gimmick. It's not made up. Like, he really comes from this lifestyle. So that's what make them um, reach out to me. Man, I got kids 12, 13 years old that reach out to me and tell me how I inspire them and motivate them. I got people in other countries, mm. you know, third world countries that reach out to me and tell me how my life story make them want to continue living on. I had a record I put out in 2011 called Never Give Up. We're in 2022, and still to this day, that record is uplifting people and, and, and giving people motivation and inspiring them to want to do something with their life. Because mm. guidance, we don't have guidance no more. You know, mm -hmm. the guidance is it's no more. Just like families, you know, they used to go to the granny's houses on Sunday and all the family come together and did family things. But when granny was gone, then all of that went away. Mm. You know, it stopped. So there's no more communication, you know, amongst households like it used to be. And, and it's lacking that. The, our young people are lacking guidance. It's like, who do I look up to? Who, who can I look up to? Who can I look at and say, okay, I know what this person right here is saying is real. And, and that's what I've been getting for many years. You know, mm -hmm. me, even when I was in the streets, heavy gangbanging, I've never influenced none of my young people to, to do nothing violent. Really? But, but I've always been an influence on get your money. I thought that was like the whole thing. In the wrong minds, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've always told them, just because you see me doing this, this do something different. Mm. You, you know, like even with nephew, with AD coming up in the neighborhood, do something different. Like, 
you you, you in, in the streets you got two options he's too you know big I mean? a target you're going, to, you're going to jail you know he's like you can't have people shooting at AD. he's too big well he was thin then oh you know, yeah. yeah he got bigger later okay you know yeah <laughs> he got bigger later you know in the streets man you you either going to jail or you're gonna die yeah you got you got two options you know and if you made it through the 80s and the 90s and you still here it's a blessing mm. it's a blessing to still it's a blessing to be sitting here talking to you like really on some life changing things that's that's what it's about it's about like i say saving lives is changing lives and that's what it's about change your life every day work on your life to to make your life better mm-hmm. and the more you practice that you it would be continuously something that you do and and that's what i did and i stuck with it you know cuz when i left the streets you know a lot of people was mad like oh he feel like he better like no i don't feel like i'm better i want something different mm-hmm. you know this this is i don't want to be 80 with a blue rag you know Right. Uh, I want to do something different. I, I want to show people how to build something, how to grow as a person, and, and be an example that you can come from nothing and become something. Right. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned AD. Do you feel like AD just kind of hides the shit that he's going through? Because he has kind of said a few things that made me realize that like he's gone through serious bouts of, I don't know if he would call it depression, but he's like, he's going through shit mentally. And he doesn't tell us during it. And then he'll he'll like mention it like once it's done. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of fascinating to me because I feel like for most stuff I'm pretty much gonna just let my friends know what I'm going through. It's apparently not his style so much, at least about certain things. Well, sometime, you know, at, at some points, because we talk all the time, me and nephew A D. Right. At some point, um Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You will leave something bottled up until you feel like, you know what, okay, I'm ready to talk about it now. You, it'll just build and build and build and, and, until something clicks in your own mind and you'll be like, you know what, let me talk to somebody. Let me let some of this out, some mm. of this pressure out because too much pressure busts a pipe. So let me let some of it out and, and express it. So he, he know it, it may not be a time like it could be a group of people and it's like, what well, I really want to talk to Adam about what's on my mind, but I can't because I don't want to discuss this amongst everybody. I want to talk to one-on-one mm. you know so a person that just hold it in until they get that moment to where they can actually like you said you've heard him say some things so we feel like okay let's talk about it see that's one thing with so much communication happening in the group chats yes in our lives in general because it's like when i look at my bmx friend group i got a couple different group chats and that's like really how i'm communicating with them when i look at the you know jumper crew for the most part we're talking in that sort of environment so then but that is very convenient because it's like if i see a funny tweet i could share it with 10 15 people in a group chat all at the same time but it's also makes it a lot less likely that you're gonna have the sort of like deep personal connection of like really talking about some some personal shit with somebody because you're communicating so often in front of an audience yes really yes, yes You know, that makes sense. That makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And it's like, it's also just a lot of times you don't want to burden people with shit. Like, like over the years, 
in the beginning, I would kind of tell my girl everything that was going on drama-wise at No Jump or whatever. And then as time went by, it kind of became more and more like, you know, do I really want to fucking bother her or worry her with all this different random drama that's popping <laughs> off between the hosts or yeah. with other rappers or whatever, especially when I'm going to have to explain who, like, every participant. You got to break it down. Yeah, I'm going to have to explain to her who the Serenios are. And it's just like, dude, is this really something that I should even bother her with of, of explaining stuff that's going on, whatever? You know, so it's like I don't I, – a lot of times I just kind of – well, if that's your better half, then you're not being a burden. Yeah, leave leave it at you, leave you it know. at work. It's yeah. not, like okay. like if you're a cop, I think I've, I've heard cops say this in like documentaries or something over the years is that you got to leave your shit at work because if you're out fucking investigating a murder and cleaning up corpses and all this terrible shit all day, and then you come home and you're trying to have a normal life and you're sitting around with your wife. I mean, it's probably better for you to not just, like, mentally burden her with every terrible thing you saw throughout your day, right? So what do you supposed to do then? At, at what point? Uh, you see a therapist? That's a good question. Like, Because it's yeah. built up. You, you, you're a detective, homicide it, detective. If you, you see never it, talk about it, yeah. it's going to build up, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. definitely going to build up. Yeah. You're going to be affected by it. And once you're affected, then it affects your household. Yeah. That's it really definitely. the question. It's like, can you, like, how how much can you talk to your girl about that? Or, like, what should you let her in on? Because I'm assuming, you know, you might want to give her, like, broad strokes. You know, you're not going to yeah, be, yeah, like, yeah. texting her throughout the day, like, oh, we just found a, a piece of his bone in the garden. Like, you know, all this, like, gory details and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then maybe, like, you know, still let her in on the, the big picture stuff it's probably probably how i would suggest it like i remember one time coming home this is very early when i first had the kid right mm -hmm. and i'm like fucking driving in the car and i'm listening slash watching on my phone i'm watching the versus battle between gucci and jeezy and this was the crazy ass battle where gucci said that he was smoking on the fucking dude who uh who, who he killed at one point it was Jeezy's man, the most disrespectful th shit that people yeah, seen in rap that. music yes. in a long time. And I'm driving in the car, smoking a fucking blunt, laughing my ass off at this crazy ass rap battle bullshit. And I walk in the house with my phone on full blast, fucking just laughing. And then, oh my God, girl, maybe you got to see this. And I just like look up and I see my girl and she's like not sleeping enough because the baby and she's just like, really like hurting in and terms you, of and i'm just out here shit. just being mr <laughs> boss man fun loving adam 22 having fun high as shit <laughs> and i just realized like damn like i'm gonna have to really like yeah before i come in this door i'm gonna have to breathe take a moment and just be reactive and receptive to whatever her mental state is at the time because yes, i yes. can't just be walking in just only being me it's, like i'm part of a, a union here in a different way where yeah. with the baby it, it just brings you together and makes it so that it's a union in a different yes. way where yes. you know when you're when you don't have a baby you can kind of just like ignore each other if you're yeah. if you're in one mood and she's in another mood you know at a certain point you don't have to be around each other you can just kind of do yeah, your own exactly. thing as soon as but the kid comes around you can't do different. that you yeah. can't do that at yeah. all so you you changed that situation you improved it i try to be a lot more that's mindful good. of that's it good. now although also it's like that was kind of a specific situation because she was just so th the shit that happens to a woman after they have a baby is some real shit it is they get depressed they, they, they do they fucking they feel like yeah. they don't look the same no more the yeah. figure is not the same and it was bad oh yeah it definitely was bad. and uh but i would say that like now 
if I come home from work and the kid is up, the kid is running around the house yelling and hey, what the fuck is going on? You know, just having a grand old time. So it's like I could come in on some like goofy ass funny vibes and my kid's gonna be like, da da like exactly. you know it's very different. Whereas yeah. In the beginning of the fucking preg- of of having a baby, it's pretty much just like a day in day out war to make them not be crying all the time. Yes, emotional, yeah, very emotional. Or they're just like fucking. You're just like tending to somebody. It's almost like being a baby at that. Being an infant is like a sickness in and of itself, where you have to like be protecting and maintaining them at all times, or otherwise there's something at bad might times. happen. Yeah. Yes, at all times, yeah. definitely, definitely. So, okay, next episode with AD? Next episodes with AD? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Definitely. Oh, yeah. People should tune in. talk about it. Oh, yeah. Watch where this journey takes you. Watch OG Suicide develop as a broadcaster. Broadcaster. See who he brings in. Yes. The link is in the description to his channel that these episodes will be appearing on in the future. In the future, definitely. Happy to have you, man. Excited to see where this goes. Looking forward to it. I'm honored. Highly appreciated and very grateful. And we will figure out how we can take calls from the viewers at some point so that we can uh, see see where that goes. So that's that's going to be very important. And I, I know for sure because I get calls every single day from people, like all through the day, you right. know, messages or phone calls. And if they message me, I tell them to call me. Nice. You know, sometimes they'd be shocked. Like, man, like one guy, he called me, he, he messaged me, and I was like, here, here's my number. And told him to call me. And um, he was like, he had messaged me like, man, this ain't OG suicide, man. Why why you playing, man? Why you out here playing, man? I'm, <laughs> I'm going through something and you think it's a game. And, you know, I'm really depressed and stressed out. I FaceTimed him. Right. And when he answered the FaceTime, he dropped the phone. was like, oh, shit, no, hell no. It's really <laughs> him. Like, you really be picking up calls and taking right. calls. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is my calling. This is what I do. It's this real is life. what I do. Real shit. Real life. Real shit. People, stay tuned. Stay tuned. OG Suicide in the building. It's officially here. Let's go. Let's go.